college basketball season isn't quite over. The games are finished, but there are polls to be released and All-America teams to select. Those will occur over the next few days and perhaps into next week. In fact, the final Associated Press poll was released today, Wednesday, March 18th, and Kansas received 63 of the 65 first-place votes. KU beat writer Jesse Newell checks in on Sports Beat KC, the Star Sports Podcast, to discuss what's out there for the Jayhawks in terms of individual honors and team awards with me, Blair Kirkhoff. So here we go with Jesse Newell talking college basketball and Kansas. Jesse, how is everything in the Newell household? <laughs> uh, we're surviving for now. Uh, a new subscription to Disney Plus is coming in handy, so um, I can say that much. That uh, we are going to watch every Disney movie here with a four-year-old and a uh, very busy father here in the in the in the very short to near-term future. Hey, there's some good movie Disney movies out there. I um uh, I remember from from when my kids were were little, and there've been you know, a gazillion of them since then. So yeah, that could, that could, uh, that could take a few hours. Yeah. We're hitting up all the classics. Um, yeah, she, uh, she saw Snow White and has seen it two times now. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going way back in the file to make sure that, uh, we can remain entertained here as we're trying to stay inside as much as possible. Yep. Uh, we all are. Um, so no, no DeSoto McDonald's summit for you and I on this one. We're doing it via the phone, talking Kansas basketball, and um, and and, and there have been some some uh, there's been some news with with KU hoops since the cancellation of the the Big Twelve and then the NCAA tournament. I I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit about what what's still out there for this year's Kansas team, and then. Maybe we'll take a brief look ahead of what's, um, you know, how, how the 20, uh, 21 season, at least roster wise, shapes up for, for Kansas. Um, first thing I noticed, I saw this on, um, on, on our website, kansascity.com, that, um, Kansas has released a one shining moment video of, of the season highlights. <laughs> And and uh, I, I not not the only team uh, or program that's done that this year, but uh, but Kansas put put it out there. Have you seen it yet? Yeah, I've seen that one, and then also another fan account came out with one. So there's two out there that are pretty good, and I it's it I think it makes people emotional. You know, you think about all the times that Kansas had this past season, all the success that they had, and kind of recapping. All those moments, you know, Bill Self had three or four different locker room celebrations with those guys and they poured water on his head. And um, obviously, Devon Dotson, Yudoka Azubuki were on their way to potentially setting themselves up to have a Final Four run and be remembered as, uh, you know, kind of put staple their place in history when it comes to Kansas athletics. So it's really good in a way, I think, for fans to look at that and celebrate this year's team. But I think it also kind of is sad in a way that people look at that and know that there isn't going to be that real one shining moment and that. Um, because of things out of their control, that this was sort of taken away from them, and this is going to be remembered as a season that is basically unlike any other. Yeah, for sure. Um, no, 81 years of the NCAA tournament. I, I think I've got that right. I think this would have been uh, tournament number 82, the first one starting in 1939, and um, of course it's not it's not happening. We would be on our way, if not already, in Omaha right now with uh, with the Jayhawks with the first and second round games. So yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I can see, I can see where a KU fan would, would get a little, uh, you know, maybe a little choked up watching them, watching the highlights with the, 
you know, with the, with the ultimate success song for for the NCAA tournament. So there, you know, in the in the news files this week, we uh, we we start this, we're starting to see a trickle of All America teams be announced, and um, uh, and it's it's funny where in some years you kind of know exactly where Kansas players you you know how how things are going to shake out. It, it becomes obvious, I think, in the last week or two of the regular season who the you know who the first team, second team members are going to be, and and there and there isn't any, there aren't any big surprises here. And I would I would think that you know the the couple of teams that I've seen, I guess I've seen three teams from media outlets so far: ESPN, CBS Sports, and the, and the Sporting News. Um, no real big surprises, except to say that it's almost like they were not sure what to do with Kansas players with Yudoka Azubuki and Devon Dotson, because I've seen them both on first teams and on second teams. And, and look, that's fine. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, it's great recognition if you're considered one of the top five or 10 players, but there is a, you know, just the way the all America team is remembered and, you know, kind of listed for posterity. It's, it's, it's kind of important to be on first team on certain all America teams. Is it not? Yeah, and you know, and there really is no. Let's start with this. If we're talking about the Raptors at Allen Fieldhouse, there is no perfect criteria. Basically, it's what Bill Self thinks and what he he wants to look into that sort of thing, and he does what's best for the program. But if you're consensus first team All America, and in some of these big ones, you know, AP um, things like that, then you're going to be up in the Raptors, and so it does make a difference, especially with this sort of abbreviated season without an NCAA tournament, you know, those guys had a chance to really solidify those things in the NCAA tournament. If they'd gone on to win, you know, most outstanding player of the final four would get you up there or potentially, you know, help to a final four. It would, it would help your cause to, you know, have a, you know, have an in basically to get up in the Raptors or a better argument for that. So you're right, but it's, it's interesting. And I, I, I was asked this a couple of weeks ago, kind of what would happen with this. And I kind of figured that Doak would win, Big 12 player of the year, but that Devon Dawson would win first team all American or get most of those first team all American votes just because of the nature of how these things go. Um, with Dope winning Big 12 player of the year, which he did, that's because the coaches vote for that. And if you're going to game plan for one player, the one player that gives coaches more nightmares than anybody else or more headaches is Yudo Gazabuki because there's no other player out there like him, what he can do defensively. And then obviously the force he is offensively when he gets the ball. You can understand why coaches would say, hey, that's the guy I don't want a game plan for or game plan against. And the same thing goes for Devon Dotson if you're looking like an AP All-America team. Because, you know, I'm here to tell you, I'm one of the voters there, and you can't watch every game. You know, there's no way to know and, and kind of track along Kansas season other than to take some shortcuts and look statistically at what both players did. And obviously Dotson led the Big 12 in scoring. He also was KU's leader in steals. So the numbers are there for him to be potentially honored as one of the best players on the best team. And so um, I I think, you know, that vote's coming out later this week, so we'll see what happens with the AP All-Americans. But it makes some sense that in voters' minds, if you have to pick between Doak and Dawson, it's a very difficult decision. Heck, it's a difficult decision for me, and I cover the team. I was watching the team all these times. But, you know, the way I voted, I I voted Dawson first team. I I just think for him, um, he's a guy that with – Yudoka, he can be such a force inside when you get him the ball, but he's not a guy. He, he kind of needs help from teammates to, to be able to do that. And so right. defensively, he was KU's best player, but 
Devon Dawson bailed out KU so many times in the half court when KU had nothing going. And he can go take the ball himself, create his own shot, and was such an efficient player in doing that. That's really what gave him the nod to me. So I had I had Dawson on my first team, and he built on my second team. We'll see how that all plays out with the rest of the uh, AP voters, but I would not be shocked at all if Devon ends up on the first team and you go on the second team. And really, if, if we're looking at this from a big picture scenario and for Bill Self, it's probably just fine if that happens if both of these players get a bit of notoriety uh, in different ways. That way they have both have cases to go up there in the rafters. Right. So what, what's been announced so far, um, Ezebuki and Dodson both were first team on ESPN's All-America Squad and on CBS Sports, Azubuki was first team, Dotson second team, and uh, and then Sporting News, which I have a vote on, had both Azubuki and Dotson on the second team, and I like you, Jesse, had Dotson as a first team member and Azubuki on the second team. So the um, the Sporting News is one of the four All America teams that comprise the consensus All America designation. It's AP, it's the Sporting News, it's the NABC, which is the coaches, the, the coaches All-America team, and the USBWA's uh, All-America team, another writer's team. And of those four, Sporting News is the only one to release its, um, you know, its team and Dotson and Nazabuki both on the second team there. So if you, if you're on the, if your first team on two of those four All-America teams, you're considered a consensus All-America. So there's three left. Um, AP, USBWA, and NABC for for one of the one or both of uh, Dotson or Azubuki to be considered a, a first teamer and then uh, work their way toward becoming a first team consensus All America. Hey, uh, speaking of Azubuki, uh, I, I don't know. I'm sure Gary Bedore, our buddy and, and KU beat writer, has uh, is onto this. But now that the season is over, um, you know he. We, we can now say something that um, that we that Gary and you have been saying all along. He's he finishes his, his career as the NCAA leader in field goal percentage, career field goal percentage. Now that now that his career is over, seventy four point six percent is what I have for Yudoka Azubuki. He breaks the record of a player named Steve Johnson of Oregon State who compiled a 67.8% field goal percentage. He played in the late 70s and early 80s, and he's kind of interesting. He's just not a, a player that, um, that should be forgotten. He was actually an NBA player who played for the Kansas City Kings um, back in the day. So, uh, But Azubuki will go into the record books as the, the uh, most accurate shooter in college ba- Division One college basketball history, he needed to have at least 400 field goals made in his career, and he had 469. He needed to average at least four per game, and by my calculation, he averaged 5.3. So at least Doak has that. He's the he's going to be the career leader in field goal percentages in uh, in NCAA history, and that's. You know, that's that's one of the ways that he can he can be remembered at Kansas, in addition to perhaps having a jersey hung in the rafters at uh, at Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah, it is, and it's something that he can hold on to himself. And it's it's so interesting that you know he has that record, yet we all know his free throw percentage, which is much lower. <laughs> right. So um, basically, we just know that he did all of his work within four feet. And, but he did develop a nice hook shot, and and some of those tries, you know, he made look easier than they were, but. I do want to kind of throw in there that uh, when we're talking about criteria for the Raptors, and I say there's no criteria, uh, when I asked Bill Self about 
earlier this year about why Marcus Morse went up there. He said Marcus Morse was the Big 12 Player of the Year. That gets you up there automatically, uh, basically, and in you know shorthand yeah. terms. And so uh, I, I would say for this sort of thing, if we are talking Raptors, I would say Devon is probably the one that needs to be worried more than Udoka is because if you kind of continue that same sort of logic, Udoka was the Big 12 Player of the Year. So um, that only happens to – one player, obviously, in the conference, and if that's good enough for Bill Self, then it's going to be good enough for Udo Kazabuki coming up. But uh, you're right with that number. It's it's a rare number, and I, I know we've had uh, recent players like Taco Fall that have kind of um, challenged that sort of thing as well, You know, been very efficient inside because of the specific skill sets they have. But for Udo to have that record, I'm sure it means something to him. He obviously um, won't get an NCAA tournament and won't get – uh, a final chance to secure his legacy there, but that is something he will take with him, and it's probably a record that's going to stand here for quite a while. Right. Okay, Jesse, let's let's take a break, and and when we come back, we'll talk about the Jayhawks, maybe what's out there for the, <clears throat> for their team, and and then maybe peek ahead till next year. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Back with Jesse Newell talking Kansas basketball, the, the nation's top-ranked team that didn't get to play in the Big 12 tournament. There were just two games on that first Wednesday night before the before the tournament was postponed, canceled, not postponed, but canceled. And then the next day, the, the NCAA tournament was off. And so Kansas, the, the final number one ranked team in the coaches poll, we know that we don't have the, we have, we'll have the AP poll later today. Maybe we should have waited, but we know, we, we know that uh, Kansas will be the final number one ranked team in the associated press poll. Um, but let's go back to the coaches poll for a second. There's a, um, there's actually a trophy that goes with the final ranking in the final number one ranking in the, in the coaches poll. Now it's always been awarded to the team after the NCAA tournament and the NCAA tournament winner is the number one ranked team in the poll. They take a poll after the, after the tournament, but um, uh, no word yet on whether the NABC, which, uh, which is the, the national coaches association based in Kansas city, by the way, is going to award its crystal ball trophy to uh, to the final number one ranked team in its poll that we know is is Kansas. I guess that that's still out there for KU. Potentially, yeah, it's a story that hooked me and you wrote, and I know Blair, you were reaching out to people there to to try to solidify the story that we wrote. But um, I think right now, if you're Kansas, uh, and Bill Self has talked a lot this past week about trying to memorialize this team, finding a way to make sure this team is remembered even though there isn't a national championship and he doesn't believe that this team, you know, really should have the same honor as a national champion because obviously that requires winning six games in the tournament and nobody will be able to claim that this season. But because the NCAA won't have its own national championship trophy because there's no tournament, you're sort of seeking out other options or other avenues to 
um, that might claim that Kansas was the best team over the course of the season. And this seems to be like the best method for KU. I mean, if the NABC comes out and gives KU that crystal basketball trophy by saying, hey, they were number one in the final coaches poll, so we are deeming them the number one team, that is something that can be celebrated. That's something that you could have, you know, potential, um, you know, pre-game honoring celebration before a game next season at Allen Fieldhouse to bring all the players back and, and raise that sort of trophy. And it's something you potentially could put on a banner. You could say NABC number one or NABC, um, whatever the wording that the NABC could come up with, that's something that Kansas could officially claim, even though we all can, in our own minds, understand that that's not the same as a national championship trophy. Now, the problem for Kansas, I think, is that these are weird circumstances, and the NABC potentially will not want to reward Kansas in that way because they are made up of coaches, and a bunch of those coaches probably felt good about their own teams heading into the NCAA tournament and or um, you know, they might have personal thoughts about Kansas. And, um, you know, honestly, what, what's happened with the program here the last past few years and sort of the cloud that they're hanging under when it comes to uh, NCAA sanctions and potential things coming down the line. So um, that's going to be a decision up to those coaches. We'll see what is decided. But I think it is a very slim path for Kansas to be able to have something like that that they can celebrate. But it's still an open path, whereas most of those doors have already been slammed shut just based off the fact that there's not going to be an NCAA tournament this year. Right, I think that's a good pros and cons analysis of that, Jesse. I, you know, I go back to for decades, college football uh, was decided by a poll, uh, by polls, by the Associated Press and coaches' polls, um, up until the the formation of the the bowl coalition in the in the 90s, and then the BCS, uh, and now the college football playoff. But uh, but for decades. Uh, the, the the polls recognize the final number one ranked team and, and and the sport recognized those those teams as national champions um and 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 in in the in the case of the coaches poll there was a crystal ball a crystal football trophy awarded to that final number one ranked team we would have to see uh an approach akin to that uh, you know the the NABC and its board directors uh having a discussion we we think is going to it's going to happen on Monday and try to have some kind of um, decision on on whether you know they're they're going to present a trophy to to Kansas and and that is I think what's probably probably the only thing out there for KU in terms of a of a recognition the NCAA is not going to look at Kansas or Northwest Missouri State which dominated Division two basketball as the number one ranked team in Division two and just say they're they're the champion of the sport this year I, that's just not going to happen so. Uh, we uh, the, the programs have to look at you know the other 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 areas and uh, and the NABC is one of one of those organizations that still has a decision to make on that. So okay, let's let's take a quick look at at, at next season. You you already mentioned the you know the off season the, you know, with this coronavirus and the, and the cancellation of college basketball. What we don't know is how that will affect sort of NCAA activity when it comes to uh, enforcement um, and and uh, and where 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 the the scandal stands, uh, the Kansas response to the allegations. Um, so let's just uh, let's set that aside and and just look at Kansas in maybe in a depth chart sort of way for the 2021 season. And let's start with who we know is not going to be back for for Kansas. Um, just two seniors, right? It's Azubuki and um, and uh, Isaiah Moss. We don't think Devon Dotson is going to be back, and uh, and, and maybe Silvio D'Souza, D'Souza not coming back. Is that is that about right? 
Yeah, and Gary wrote a great piece about this in the last week. If people want to Google it and kind of look ahead to next year, it's always one of the most popular pieces of uh, the entire season, yeah. kind of that look ahead after the final game of the previous season. But uh, as it stands right now, I mean, we, I mean, I guess you can't technically say anybody is gone yet because the NCAA potentially could give these winter sports players another year of eligibility if they wanted. And not to mention that Yudoka Azabuki still could potentially petition for a red shirt if he wanted to because he sat out two different seasons with um, a medical issue. But, yes, if we're being realistic about this, um, Isaiah Moss, probably gone. Yudoka Azabuki, probably gone. Devon Dotson, probably gone. Sylvia DeSosa, at this point, um, yeah, it just seems like um, maybe moving on from the program would be best for him, especially if he wants to pursue a, uh, a professional career. So, um, you know, there's still question marks potentially. I, I keep pulling up these these draft boards and these mock drafts, and I know that um, this is shocking to probably a lot of Kansas fans or people around the program, but OJ Abaji keeps showing up on these, and, and that's just – I'm just telling you the reality of the situation. Like, he keeps showing up on these top 60s of draft boards. Now, he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think his family – potentially knows what would be best for him, which would be another year in college to, to develop certain things like, you know, being able to drive left would be a big benefit to him if he's able to kind of, you know, aim in on that skill set and be a little bit better at that, be more of a, a scorer for he needs, if he needs to be. And I've got to mention, too, that Marcus Garrett is sneaking up on some of these draft boards as well. Now, same sort of thing. Marcus Garrett, um, I think he's the last guy that would be declaring pro at the end of this year. It does not seem like a likely thing, but I at least have to throw out the potential because this time – Last year, we weren't talking about Devon Dotson throwing his name, you know, testing the waters, and he did, and then he almost left Kansas. So I don't want to leave any stone unturned when it comes to the roster. But hypothetically here, um, Bill Self sort of is in a good position because other years, like last year, he didn't have a lot of his recruiting done, and so he really was benefited by guys coming back late in the process, like Devon Dotson and Yudoka Azubuki. This year, he has a lot of guys already signed up coming in and some talented players. He's going to have a deep bench really regardless of who decides to go pro or not. And uh, you start with Bryce Thompson, who's, you know, one of the top recruits um, coming in from Oklahoma. You know, Tyon Grant Foster is one of the top JUCO guys out there, should play an immediate role right away. And then you've got guys this year that should have bigger roles. Uh, Christian Brown uh, had a better role down the stretch. Tristan and Aruna obviously will get more minutes than he did this past season. And Mitch Lightfoot redshirted. You had Dave McCormick, who should step into his starting role. And, you know, you piece all those things together, and all of a sudden – you're looking at a roster that obviously does not have the high-end talent that Bill Self had this past season, but you're looking at a lot of different pieces and a lot of different ways that Bill Self could potentially play. So if the season takes place, you know, as scheduled, which I know we probably can't even say at this point right now, but if that happens, Kansas to me looks like a top 10 fringe sort of team with the roster that Bill Self has compiled. And like I said, as it stands right now, not knowing the NCAA ramifications that potentially could come down, here in the future, I would say this is a team that kind of is on that fringe and the Bill Self could get playing at a, at a better level down the stretch that uh, this one could be a, another contender in the tournament, at least if things fall right and the pieces kind of come together as they have here in many of the recent seasons. So I think I know the answer to this, but why why are um, uh, Ochai and Marcus Garrett getting sort of a mock draft love right now? Yeah, well, I think for both, it's separate reasons. I think for Ochai, um, we always know with the NBA draft kind of the potential, the thought of potential. And, you know, he worked on his shot in the offseason. It didn't always pay off. His three-point shooting wasn't great this year. But, I mean, there's potential there. And the kid is athletic. You know, he's, he can jump. He can run. He's a good defender. And that's why Bill Self had so much trust in him, even when he wasn't scoring, is that he can 
slide his feet, and he's an athletic player who can challenge shots. So I think if you're an NBA guy, you look at that and you say, hey, this is kind of an unfinished product here. He, you know, he didn't, he's not really, um, he's a little bit raw still when it comes to sport of basketball, but maybe that's something you can mold into a really good player because the physical assets are there. And then for Marcus Garrett, I just think with uh, maybe the Draymond Greens of the world where you see more the versatility defensively is what NBA teams value. The fact that Marcus Garrett can switch one through five defensively and kind of be that sort of smart, intelligent, um, you know, player on the defensive end that can kind of lead a defense and, and guard different players, which is more valuable in the NBA than it usually is in college, then um, that's the kind of guy that you like to get on the floor. Now, obviously his problem right now is shooting and uh, the kind of uh, offensively he can be a, a major detriment, you would think, at the next level because he's basically a below average shooter at every level, at free throws, three-pointers, um, on, on drives, at the rim, you know, all those sorts of things, even though he's gotten better at those, especially on drives to the rim here in the past. But even though he's limited offensively, he has a lot of tools in his tool set defensively. And at 6'5", a switchable defender, there's, there might be a spot in the NBA for a guy like that. So I, I expect both those guys to come back, but I can't ignore the fact that if they keep showing up on these NBA boards, that they're at least going to have to be a discussion taking place at some point whether those guys want to come back or not. All right, Jesse, great catching up with you, and have fun watching Disney movies today and for the foreseeable future. (laughs) Will do that, Blair. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in, and thank you to all those who had a hand in putting together today's show. Savannah Smith, Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Welsh, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Cap tip to Jesse Newell for making time today. Hey, I wanted to clarify something that I discovered after Jesse and I taped this episode. We talked about Yudoka Azubuki being the NCAA's career leader in field goal percentage, and that's true. I mentioned that he broke the record set by Steve Johnson, who played at Oregon State and was the Kansas City Kings' first-round draft pick in 1981. But it turns out Azubuki actually broke the record of a player Jesse mentioned, Taco Fall. Remember that seven-foot-five player at Central Florida? He hit 74% of his shots over his four-year career, which ended in 2019. Either I was reading the record book incorrectly or it hadn't been updated, but either way, I wanted to set the record straight. We'll be back on Thursday with another Sports BKC talking sports in Kansas City.